Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. A strange new world, a frightened world of masks and panic, confusion and expressions manic in their exhalations that may shower particles of danger into this clean air. How do we greet a masked stranger on the trail? How do we greet those in defiance refusing this masked compliance? I'm wearing this for me, not you, by the way I hear myself say in a muffled voice of rebuke. The mask does not hide my judgment. Do you not care or just not know that it is not about you in your resistant, youthful form, but about me and the ones who are frail, more vulnerable, more afraid than you. I smile through this veil, wondering if my eyes can communicate warmth, compassion, kindness, like grinning lips can. Eyes are the window of the soul, shining out, striving to transcend this moment of fear. Our eyes can smile, our hearts can smile, our hands can smile, our nodding heads can smile. The essence of our humanity smiles, hopefully, through this mask that cannot conceal the deepest truths. Oi, 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 what a time. The other day I was on a mountain bike ride wearing my mask of course and riding on the trail beautiful day actually beautiful day and as I was riding I was noticing my reactions to the people with masks and the people not with masks you know and then I found myself wondering again and again if you can in fact smile behind a mask in this new reality that we're living in and I got to this beautiful summit of my ride a place that um, doesn't go anywhere it's um blocked off once you get to the top and it overlooks this private uh, reservoir um, and I often go there and I sit there sometimes and meditate or write or just sit quietly and take it all in and usually people don't come up there but this time quite a few people did and um, one of them it turned out I saw this stranger approaching um, with a with a big a big thick beard and no mask but uh, we won't go there and on a, on a mountain bike also. And it was a rabbi, a rabbi, a local Chabad rabbi. And I, we, we greeted each other and had a, had a nice conversation. And while he was coming there, I, I was actually writing this, that piece that I just, that I just read, that I just shared. And uh, I continued to write it after, after he had gone. It was just such an interesting question to me this idea of smiling behind a mask but also what just in general smiling and, gr and greeting e each other you know in the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot uh, which it is traditional to study at this time during during Pesach and Shavuot during the Omer period there's a a, a Mishnah in chapter 4 that says Heve makdim bishlom kol adam which means be, always be the, the first, always sort of precede in greeting everybody, 
makdim bishlom kol adam, greeting every 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 person, and, and be the tail of lions and don't be the head of foxes. The mysterious phrase that, like so many of our texts, talks about animals and the nature of animals. But this idea of hevei makdim, be the first to greet people. We're in a, a, a frightened world. Things are, are changing a little bit, but it's, you know, how do we greet strangers? How do we greet strangers? And how do we greet people from behind the masks? These are questions that I've been ruminating during this time. And this idea that our eyes and other parts of us can indeed smile even if people can't see our mouths and the idea that we can we can we can do we can be kind we can be compassionate we can greet each other we can we can have this connection even while we're still being advised to to be distanced from each other physically so i don't know i think i want to read it again <laughs> i want to read it again just because a strange new world a frightened world of masks and panic, confusion and expressions, manic in their exhalations that may shower particles of danger into this clean air. How do we greet a masked stranger on the trail? How do we greet those in defiance, refusing this masked compliance? I'm wearing this for me, not you, by the way, I hear myself say in a muffled voice of rebuke. The mask does not hide my judgment. Do you not care or just not know that it is not about you in your resistant, youthful form, but about me and the ones who are frail, more vulnerable, more afraid than you? I smile through this veil, wondering if my eyes can communicate warmth, compassion, kindness, like grinning lips can. Eyes are the window of the soul, shining out, striving to transcend this moment of fear. Our eyes can smile, our hearts can smile, our hands can smile, our nodding heads can smile. The essence of our humanity smiles, hopefully, through this mask that cannot conceal the deepest truths. That cannot conceal the deepest truths. Today, as I record this, it's Lagba Omer, Lagba Omer, the 33rd day of the Omer period, where we count those days between freedom and revelation, this journey that we're on in some ways, uh, which is different this year than any other year, for sure. But Lagba Omer, uh, in the Kabbalah of, of, of counting the Omer, is Hod Sheba Hod. It's the day of Hod in the week of Hod. And Hod is really about acknowledgement. It's about thanksgiving. It's about appreciation. It's about transparency. It's about splendor. It's about a lot of different things. And in some ways, it's about getting ourselves out of the way. It's about creating space to let beauty and dignity and splendor shine through us but not shine through us from this sense of ego and pride, shine through us from what happens when we, when we get ourselves out of the way. So the conventions are different now and maybe will be for a little bit longer, but 
we can still uh, greet each other, we can still smile in the ways that we can smile. And perhaps this time that has brought up so much for us, I'm finding for myself that uh, every, every day is a sort of uh, microcosm of a whole world of emotions. I, I, I'm, I don't remember a time where I can feel so many different emotions in one day moving from sadness and grief to anger to joy and everything in between and how do we how do we hold that and part of how we hold it i think in in hod this this sefirah this mida this quality of of, of hod is a kind of mindfulness practice of not going into the stories just noticing the feelings but not going into the stories and and putting our attention on just noticing rather than reacting to which is really hard <laughs> i'm finding it really hard but i do i do think that this concept um keeps me going a little bit of smiling behind a mask because it's a metaphor of course it's not just about when i'm actually wearing a mask but we all wear masks don't we and uh the fact that we're wearing a mask not to protect ourselves as much as to to, to be aware of who we might be protecting out there that's what everyone keeps saying that the mask you know if if i'm in a room and there's uh, there is this virus in the room and i'm wearing a mask it might not protect me but if i'm out somewhere and i have the virus and i cough or sneeze and i'm coughing or sneezing into a mask it will stop those particles going into the air for someone else to to receive and so it's there's this heightened awareness of how um interrelated we are how interconnected we are how much we have to look out for each other and part of looking out for each other is doing the right thing and keeping our keeping our physical distance from one another and wearing these masks but it's also about how we continue to be in relationship beyond the masks and not in this kind of taking up space kind of way because we're supposed to be aware of the space that we take up which i think is hod sheba hod lagba omer is also the the, the day where we we recognize the the yard site of Rabbi Shimon by Yohai the Rashbi and the story of the Rashbi is extraordinary he and his son Eliezer were in a cave for 13 years and uh, studying Torah every day all by day and and um, buried in sand at night and davening intensely praying praying intensely I mean, it's a it's a crazy story and lots of of deep resonant metaphor in it but when they come out of the cave, um, Rabbi Shimon has this piercing uh, judgment in his eyes because he's been so in this altered state of isolation in the cave. When he comes out, he, he looks and just sees farmers planting crops and sees it somehow as just uh, a, a negation of, of, of spirituality and of, of Torah. And his eyes look at them and they set everything on fire with this harsh judgment and I'm aware of my own capacity to have eyes that can burn with judgment as I create stories about those people who are not wearing their masks but it's also just interesting as we prepare to leave our isolation like what will what will our world be like how will we view one another how will we greet one another how will we approach one another with this combination of of, of fear and caution and this different sense of, of of what it means to be human and what it means to be in 
relationship with one another as we walk into 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 stores and as we sit in cafes and we, as we wonder about the possibility of eating in restaurants again what, what what will all of that look like and what will our eyes do you know we haven't quite been uh, in caves but most of us have been pretty pretty isolated for this period of time and so what will coming back out into the world look like and um, my hope for us all is that we whether we're wearing masks or not wearing masks as we reintegrate into society that our eyes will shine smiles and compassion into the world and not not harsh fiery judgments that will set fire because we don't need we don't need more fires in the in the world we need uh, we need love and compassion interestingly of course one of the the rituals of lagba ome is to have a bonfire which some of us are going to do in quiet quiet ways um but the idea of a fire, which of course is cleansing, you know, and uh, someone was saying, well, maybe all the fires can can burn away the virus. Who knows? But but the idea of of a fire, which can be incredible, just gathering around a campfire is is, is such a a joyful thing uh, for for us. So so many of us have amazing memories of of campfires, either on when we're out camping or we're at summer camps or whatever it might be. And campfires are fun, and fires cleansing but fire can also be this harsh fire of judgment that can consume and burn up our world and as this virus does what it's going to do and we can't really control it well we can control it by by doing what we're being asked to do and to respect those those boundaries but ultimately we don't know where this is going to go and so we just sort of live in this hopeful reality that we can uh, we can smile behind our masks and that our eyes can greet each other and that we can be the first to greet each other that even if we're afraid of of, of the, the, the the what we might be carrying for each other and with the strangers even if they're wearing masks we can be makdim hevei makdim lishalom koladam like be be the first to say hello hello or just nod or smile through through those eyes so that's really what I wanted to share today on this on this day of Lag Baomer. Um, well, actually, no. I had one thing. It's also about speech. It's not just about smiling eyes. It's about speech, because the whole business, really, at the beginning of the story, that gets uh, Rabbi uh, Shimon Bar Yochai and his son into the cave in the first place, is that they they uh, they speak badly about the Roman Empire and it gets back to them and they they end up being chased um, the, the the Romans want to want to want to execute them want to kill them for their for their disgraceful uh, for their disgraceful um, disrespect of, of the Roman Empire and so it's it's, it's a lesson in, in a way of um, how we just have to be careful and mindful with with our words as well as with our with our eyes and with our ability to judge and that uh, part of part of the story of, of Lagba Omer is that on Lagba Omer the, the plague that killed 24,000 of Rabbi Kiva's students stopped and the reason for the plague in the first place was this lack of kavod, kavod, yes kavod, covid sounds very similar I know but that, but this idea that um, we, we, we have to respect each other 
and perhaps even more than ever as we transition into whatever we're transitioning into next respect each other with our words with our eyes and uh, with the ability to, to help each other out compassionately so let's keep our eyes smiling and keep our words sweet and keep our hands doing what they can while they still have to be cautious about touching others let's at least uh, use them to, to bring goodness in, into the world Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush we will see you next time